Welcome to On the Prowl. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of On the Prowl. I'm hosting this week, this month, actually. But uh, I'm Remy Johnson, and my lovely co-host for this week. Go ahead and speak. What's up? What's up? What's up? My, it's my boy, our boy, David Ford. Uh, what up, David? How you doing? Sir, I'm doing all right, man. I'm a little hotter than usual, but, you know, I keep a little hotter than usual, but it's all right. How about you? I'm not too bad, man. And, yeah, this uh, this uh, this heat this is no joke. It's no joke. But yeah, all I got to say is y'all better pray because imagine living like this every single day with no AC. Yeah, living without AC, that would suck. But you're talking about hot, so let's get hot right now. Uh, let's do it. So today is June 16th. I know we it won't come out until later, but today is June 16th, which means uh, game six of the NBA Finals, Golden State Warriors, Boston Celtics. Uh, give me your game six predictions. Do, do the Warriors close out tonight or is it a game seven? So what, put me on a spot like that? Right in? I am. I am. Coming hot and heavy. Early. Come on. Love. I'm going to keep it real with you. Warriors, they have shown that they don't really close out games on the road and these, play- these playoffs. They don't close out one game on the road. Have they? Okay. These playoffs. Um, no, because Denver was five games. Yeah. Grizzlies was six games. So, yeah, they, and they haven't closed out any game on the road yet. And I don't think they'll start tonight. Okay. So, so you got a game seven Sunday night at the Chase Center? Uh, I got them going back to the base. All right. Do you think it's going to be close or do you think? It's going to be a, a Celtics blowout tonight. Well, well, it just depends on what Celtics team we're getting. There are two different teams on separate nights, man. I mean, we got one team that's knocking down shots, playing defense, and rotate. We have another team. Sorry about that. You're good. We have another team who gets to play basketball, misses shots, completely ineffective. It's hard to gauge them. But I think the better Celtics team will play tonight. So I'm going to go Celtics. Midway blowout. Not like a 400-point blowout, but I would say they win by maybe 10 to 15 points. 10 to 15. I like that. So my mind and my heart are going two different things. I think I'm telling me no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. But um, so we got on one hand, uh, I'm I'm I could I could see a world where the Warriors close out tonight. I think uh that Steph Curry dud game with and the mm-hmm. Warriors win it was a blow to the Celtics. I don't think he's gonna put up 16 and a stinker like that again. But at the same time, uh, this is the biggest game and and. So the Celtics' recent memory, so biggest game of Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, all those guys live. So they're going to come out with a lot of intensity tonight. So I think that especially being at the TD Garden and in front of your home crowd, you you have to, to play, play well, play hard tonight. So I could see both worlds, but if I'm speaking right now, and earlier today I said Warriors close out, I think Boston wins in a close game, but again, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. It's just this Celtics team is kind of a little bit inconsistent game. So exactly. we're going to have to see. But I definitely can see a world where the Celtics and the Warriors, Warriors, like in the city in the semis against the Grizzlies, they completely in the game they were supposed to close out when they were up 3-1, just completely fumbled the ball. Like, they didn't even show up to play. Yeah. I feel like they're going to do it again tonight. I, I can see that. They get a little too uh too ahead of themselves and then stuff yeah. just happens. Yeah. No, you're definitely, not, you're definitely not wrong. You're definitely not wrong. So we'll just have to see, but I definitely think this would be a good game. I don't really see any other team really giving a blowout up, blowout upper hand. Okay. So assume it, let's say let's say the Celtics do win tonight and there is a game. So who do you think takes the So what? Man, this, this playoffs right here has just been too hard to have a definitive answer. That's fair. It's just been too hard. That's fair. Because I saw a Celtics team who got embarrassed game six in the, co- in the conference finals come back and close it out in game seven. I saw a Warriors team who times they lost the game before they closed out. So I, it's too hard.
hard. We're just going to sit back, relax, enjoy our popcorn, and watch the game Sunday night. I, I just can't even say anything. But in the interest of not being indecisive, you're going to have to go with Ready for this? Right. Step it down. I got Chef Curry in seven. Game seven, Steph Curry. He's taking over. He's going to finally win this elusive finals MVP. They give it to casual. They get Andre Iguodala finals MVP, really. Held LeBron James for 35 points a game. But that's neither here nor there. Steph Curry's finally going to get his finals MVP. Yeah. Well, that's next time, Jason. Yeah. You can dress up like Kobe all you want, but that don't mean you're going to play like him. My thing, my thing with Boston is, I, I like as, as good of a team as they are, I just I don't see a world where they're a lock. In the east for the Eastern Conference, because I still don't think they beat Milwaukee had Chris Middleton play. So oh, that's not wild to say that at all. And and then Miami could make a trade over this this offseason. Philly could. Brooklyn could make some changes. Maybe Ben Simmons is better than some people expect, and he just comes out gun swinging. So oh, I mean, you, you, really, you really never know. Yes, but if the Celtics do end up going against what I said, I wouldn't be one hundred percent shocked because they did in last year's game seven look bad in the game before. So really, I won't be shocked with any outcome this series. Yeah, no, that's why I, it's so I, hard. I, to I agree, top top to bottom, I think Boston is a better team than Golden State. I just think Boston's flaws outweigh Golden State. Exactly. So I don't know. I well, like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if anything happens. All, all things are on the table for this series, and that's what makes it pretty pretty interesting. So yeah, uh, it's been one of the best playoffs I've seen in a minute. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely been good. But uh, so if we're gonna switch gears a little bit, to, uh, still still on the NBA, but we're gonna all right. move our way down from Boston to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, to Queen City. Stuff going on in Charlotte. Oh Lord, we heard about this. Yeah, for those who don't know, uh, Charlotte Hornets player Montrez Harrell was arrested for uh, at a stop in, in Kentucky. By the way, he wasn't even in Charlotte; he was in Kentucky of all places. For uh, there, he had three pounds of marijuana on him. So crazy. You got any thoughts Ooh, on that, David? I'm in love with Mary Jane. <laughs> I'm not the only one. No, man. Listen, the NBA doesn't test for marijuana. You go smoke it in the NBA, I guess. But three pounds? Three pounds. That's that's crazy. Hey, smoke weed every day. Yeah, no, he, he was on the stuff. On me. You can't be having that much, bro. You got to break that up or something. And then you got caught and pulled over. Right. He's getting drugs stacked from charge. You're getting the Pablo Escobar stuff. Yeah, no, for real. It's, and it's then, crazy. And then we talk, let's just talk about the Hornets in general, man. They have a drug problem. They're locked away. Yeah, they, they got some already. Those are some crazy guys out there. You got Miles Bridges posting pics on social media. With a blunt, twenty-seven, with some lean, twenty-seven days, seven nights, Macaulay Chase. <laughs> Man, he got some some of that some of that dirty sprite. He got a he got another blunt. We got Lamelo also smoking too, man. Yeah, he's a Miles Bridges is an is a rapper turned NBA player, and then Lamelo. Well, he's just, rapping like he's trying to make it out the league. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got, you got people talking about make, trying to make it out the hood. No, he's trying to make it out the NBA. Oh me, he he hey. Failure was never an option for him. Yeah, no, not at all. All I got to say is that if you're going to have drug problems and crazy problems, win. 90s Cowboys, the 80s Lakers, these teams had crazy issues, drug problems, women issues. You've got to win. You can't be not making a play-in tournament, smacking throwing mouth guards to girls in the stands <laughs> and not winning and doing all that crazy stuff. you got to be winning. Yeah. That's all we got to say. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. You, there, are, There is a stigma that, like, you can get away with more stuff like once you hit the echelon of like wins and losses. But so, I mean, you you are right. Michael Irvin, he used to do a lot before each game. But he scored, a th- had a thousand yards and 11 touchdowns every year. He's, he's one of the best receivers to ever do it. Exactly. You can make a job for University of Miami. Yeah, no, he was a stud. No, he was, he was a stud for sure. Yeah, but hopefully they get that stuff cleaned up and just stop posting everything. You ain't got to post all that on social media. Yeah. Now, Kenny, Kenny Atkinson came into a situation where 
he's got a lot he's got a lot to fix but if if anything he's the guy to do it because i mean he's, he's a locker room guy you i mean people saw what he did with that brooklyn team with d'angelo russell jared allen karis Levert. no that was a very fun team so i can see the same ha- happening with charlotte so I'm I'm happy. I see very high times on the horizon for Charlotte. No, I'm I'm definitely excited, and I've been seeing a lot of people uh, linking some good good uh, draft prospects to to Charlotte. So they get a good draft prospect. The sky's the limit for that team, like you said. Exactly. Hey, some teams have team chemistry. Some teams have team Mary Jane. Whatever holds the locker room together, it works for them. It works for them. Hey, exactly, exactly. So staying in the NBA, we have uh, some trades. So we had that first domino fall with a. Jermichael Green getting shipped to Oklahoma City for the 30th pick. And then as of yesterday, June 15th, we have uh, the Houston Rockets trading uh, power forward Christian Wood to the Dallas Mavericks for the 26th pick and some players. All right. All right. So what, what, are your, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think this is going to be a – do you think this is just the beginning of a crazy, hectic, fun offseason, or you think this is pretty much all we get? Well, this offseason might be a little more quieter, you know, because there really isn't that many, quote-unquote, big-name free agents out in the market, but it'll definitely be some moves, because they're always up. Oh, yeah. Oklahoma City, they're trying. They're, they want to do, they want to, re- I'm telling you what they're trying to do. They're trying to recreate the magic they had. Sam Presti on them when they drafted three future MVPs. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. They're stockpiling up first round. Picks. Yeah, they're, they're trying. They got another one. They got, they got another one with a 30 on pick. Michael Green, he's a you know solid role player. He can, he's one of those guys you can plug and fit anywhere. He's a former Grizzly at one point, so yes, he is. You know, he's one of those guys you can plug and fit everywhere. Now going to Texas, so uh, the Rockets do an in-state trade to trade St. Christian Woods in exchange for the draft pick, and mm-hmm. some, some other players, some more spare parts. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. Well, as far as I think about that is. They saw finally they got out the first round with Luke. But the thing is, getting out of the first round isn't the goal. The goal is to go all the way. Yeah. And if you want to go all the way, Luca can only carry you so far. Yeah. Luca's amazing, but he can only do so much. Exactly. It's weird that every year, every year, every time a team gets a new superstar, they got to deal with the same age old, age old formula. It takes players to win a team. One guy ain't going to get you there. I don't yeah. care how great they are. And we just keep repeating this. But the Dallas Mavericks, they're ever going to try early, get us a guy like Christian Wood. Cool. Yeah. So. It'll be definitely be a solid guy. Step up. Because I can see that people were kind of last year disrespecting Jalen Brunson, talking about who could be the second guy to step up. I feel like I've been high on Jalen Brunson ever since his Villanova days back in the national championship. So I definitely can see it being kind of a, not a quote-unquote big three in the sense of, you know, a big three, big three. But those three guys definitely could be a three-headed monster next year in the West. will yeah. make them even deeper and even harder. No, you're, you're right. It, it definitely puts such a – a, war- a warning signal out for all the other teams in the West that we're we're looking to win now. So all you all the other teams got to step up. Yep. No, I, I I like I like the trade for for both sides actually. I think uh, Christian Wood he's definitely an upgrade. He's definitely a second guy that can take some some offensive load off Luca. Uh, and then Jalen Brunson they got they got to make sure they resign him. But as long as he stays in Dallas for this next season, I think that that team could be pretty good. My only my only concern is defensively. Like it's it's great that Christian Wood can get a lot of open looks from uh, the attention that Luca gets, but I mean, if he gives up the same amount of points on the other end, then what what's it to him? So if they if they can get a good defensive anchor down low to kind of scheme that, I think that Dallas will be definitely cooking with some gas. And then Houston, uh, Christian Wood was a player that was probably going to get traded sooner or later with them, so getting something in value for them. And then who knows what they do with the, that twenty six pick? So. I guess they're just they're just building for the future, so I'm not too mad at at what they're doing. So 
I mean, it, it could work out for both sides. So I think both both sides should be pretty happy. Oh yeah, Warren, I think both sides really benefit from that because that Houston team, they got some guys on that team. Yes, you know, in the next few years, they can rise up. I can even see them rising up as soon as next year. Yeah, and as far as and as far as the Mavericks go, Luca needs more guys on Dallas because. And that Warrior series, but don't get me wrong, held up until it didn't hold up until you get up in front of the real guys. The only thing the other dudes on the Mavericks were doing was just standing on the court. Yeah, yeah. No, literally, they were on the bench and started on the court. I thought that was a violation, but hey, that was if you can't contribute with points of defense, like Dorian Finney-Smith saw his stat line in one of those games, I believe it was game four or game three. You know what his stat line was? What? Dorian Finney-Smith played over 40 minutes of that game. Uh-huh. 0 for 11 and 0 points. You ain't winning a championship with that. I'm sorry. Yeah, Gotta Reggie, get Lucas some help. Reggie Bullock had a similar stat line. I think it was game oh, three. Oh, my bad. My bad. That was Reggie Bullock who did that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, that was game three. Yep. You're so right. I remember that. Yes. What you doing? Are you trying to get your steps in, man? Make an impact. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, that's, dude, that, that is crazy. Like, it, it was pretty interesting because – uh, the role players stepped up a lot in like the Jazz and Sun series for them. Like you had games where Jalen Brunson went crazy, especially when Luka was out. Jalen Brunson was on a mission, and then you got to the Sun series. You had uh, games from like Dorian Finney-Smith who hit like eight threes in the game, and then uh, Maxi Kleber couldn't miss. All those Bertans, Spencer Dinwiddie. You you had all those guys. And I mean, Luka obviously did his thing, but like you had your other guys step up, and that led led them to some wins. And that same fire wasn't there in the Western Conference Finals against Golden State, so. That's why it ended in five. It honestly could have ended in four, but Spencer didn't when he decided to have himself a game. So, but but yes, I I'm glad that they're trying to go after what they what they just did like recently. So, gotta ignite that fire soon and let it start now and don't just settle. So, I I think it's a smart smart move for them. Exactly. So, and now speaking of the draft, we have the draft coming up next Thursday, the twenty third. Yo. So who goes who goes to Orlando? Who who is the number one overall pick for the Orlando Magic? And you, I see a lot of I see a lot of different things going on. And you can answer from both sides. You can answer from who you think it should be, or who do you think it will be? Because I mean, there that can be two different answers. For me, with Orlando, when you're a team like Orlando, who had a record they did, a lot of things are wrong. Yeah. So I believe you go with the best overall player instead of looking for fit. When you are a team that's drafting earlier in the draft, you don't look for fit for the best player. Exactly. So I believe the best player last year was Jabari Smith. I do too. Top to bottom, I still believe he had the best upside, the best NBA body. He, I saw him at Auburn. He was dominant. I feel like they should go after him because he fits him. He, there's not really anybody in his position that you can say, oh, you'll be doubling up. No. You need to get talent. Higher you are on the draft, that's what you get. Talent and who's the best player. Once you get to the lower levels of draft, the teams are contending and the teams will be good, that's where you find it. Like, for example, if the Grizzlies were in the draft, when the Grizzlies come up in our pick, if Kenny Chandler's still on the board, I don't care how talented he is, we shouldn't draft him because we have a backup point guard. We have an all-star point guard. Exactly. But if it was early in the draft and a team who didn't have anything, that's who you draft uh, just a talented player off the board. Yep. Who do you think? Who do you think? I, I agree. I think I think they should go Jabari. I think he'll be the, the uh, best day one player of the three big names that I'm hearing, Jabari, Chet, Paulo. I think, he, I think Jabari will fit the best due to his – scoring ability uh orlando is a team that they have a lot of good players but nobody on that team is the the guy they're they're all complimentary guys they're all complimentary role players that can fit next to the guy i think jabari could be the guy if molded correctly and jamal mosley they're uh they're now coach he uh came from dallas luca had a lot of praise for him he said that 
uh, Mosley had a lot of say in his development and a lot of like a lot of Mosley's tactics helped Luca develop. So if you if you can if you can develop a guy like Luca, then you can pretty much do anything. So Jabari could go to the right to the right hands with that. So I think that should be I think that should be the pick for Orlando. I'm kind of scared that they'll go Chet just based off name alone, just because Chet is probably the biggest name of the bunch. True, true. I don't know. And don't throw don't forget Paolo too. No, so, Paolo's great. Think, and here's the thing: the pressure is really on Orlando on this situation because we have three names circling around the top. They're the ones who have all the pressure to pick the right run. Everybody else afterwards can get the leftover. Yeah, no, I agree. I think like like for Houston, for example. I think they're probably. I think they're in the best position uh, of the top three because you have you take those two guys and you can you can mold whoever that that last piece is into something special. Like I I personally think that Chet will go to and that Paulo will go three. Like if Paulo goes to Houston, I think Paulo could be great because you got a guy like Jalen Green, Kevin Porter. Like you got some good pieces around them. So I and Steven Silas seems to be a pretty good coach. I know the record doesn't really show per se, but he seems to, to look like he's trying. So I, I think that they could be pretty good. Yep. You think you think the, Grizz, the Grizzlies make any moves or do you think there will be any moves to be made in general? I know Port, Portland and Sacramento are both uh, talking right now about trading their picks. So you think the Grizzlies make that move or anybody in general? I honestly don't see really any moves being made. There was some talk about even bringing Christian Wood to the Grizzlies, but I really don't see a move being made per se mm-hmm. because the team we had this year, I mean, the biggest issue, I believe, the team we had this year was going up against was health. Yeah. This is what I feel like the biggest issue was. So as far as I'm concerned, I really don't see that many moves to be made. You just need to re-sign some of the guys we got and lock down on the roster. Now, hopefully we find a, another hidden gym, another Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks type hidden gym type player. Hopefully we strike gold again because he's reaching draft. I trust him. Listen, I put blind trust in this front office you got here. Yeah, no, Zach, Zach Kleiman's been great. That's why he got executive of the year. Like, no, I exactly. I definitely think that uh, as long as we make that right pick, then hey, I'm not, I'm not too mad. Not at all. Especially, especially with the team chemistry that we have, I, I don't want to mess that up. Like, what, what we just saw last season is one of the best efforts of team chemistry I've ever seen in the NBA over my time. So uh, if we can if we can figure it out, then hey, Zach Kleiman, he'll be kicking back, feet up, watching his team win a ring soon. So exactly. I'm mad at it. So so we can switch gears now to the NFL. Uh, slowly but surely, the NFL season is starting to come back into shape. We're hearing a lot about one particular player, and his name is Deshaun Watson. Uh, dun, dun, dun. So Mr. Ford, I know you. I know you used to see him a lot in the AFC oh. South. Uh, yep. So do tell them what you think the future holds for Deshaun Watson. What the future holds is, man, to be determined because with this suit, we have 65 women, and I believe 22 are going against him, and there are other numbers that are actually protesting for him. Now, with the research I've done for this case, I've mm-hmm. figured out that they really aren't criminally charging him. So it's more so the civil suits coming in. Right. Now, how the NFL handles this, we have no clue because you never, Roger Goodell's never really consistent when it comes to this stuff. And yeah. They, now, last year, he sat out the whole year. So I don't know if they're going to use that as a justifier to be like, oh, that was like a, a satellite suspension. You served your time or whatever. But yeah, but football-wise, I say I can sleep a little easier knowing that number four is not in a division rival uniform anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you I know you have about that. Yeah, so. it's, just, it's just a day-by-day thing. Because it's more new situations coming out every day, more newscasts coming out every day. I mean, so we'll just have to see because this is definitely one of the most controversial NFL cases and players we've seen pretty much in the last, in the last few years. So yeah. we'll just have to play it by ear see what happens. 
And it's just a lot. It's a lot of mess going on in Houston and in Cleveland because Baker Mayfield still on the bench, and we don't know what will happen to him. So we have to stay tuned and tune in the days of our lives in a felony. Yeah, for real. No, it's it's definitely a very interesting situation going on. I definitely, I personally don't know what's going to happen. I couldn't tell you if he never plays an NFL snap again. I wouldn't be too surprised, but I don't see that happening. I think he'll play at least a little bit. Um, but no, yeah, it's, it's going to be very interesting. And you got to, you got to wonder what Baker Mayfield is thinking about all of this. You're basically kind of ostracized by the, by this team because they traded for a potential masseuse lover. Um, and now here we are. So who knows, but what, what are your predictions for, for this season as a whole? You think uh, well, your Titans? Let's see, but yeah, first things first, you know, yeah, Baker Mayfield, I don't know what's going to happen with him because yeah, okay, but Going on to the NFL as a whole, predictions, let's see, what can I predict around the NFL? So around the NFL, it's been some change. There's been a lot of breakups this offseason. It's like a reality TV show. I'm saying. A lot of the number one receivers were broken up for their quarterbacks this year. Yep. We got Fonte moving from Green Bay to the Raiders. Yep. Tyreek Hill locating the South Beach, taking his talents to South Beach. We got A.J. Brown going up north to Philly, yep. to Philadelphia, where he plays, scoring touchdowns in every way. Yeah, I tried. I tried. I tried. Let's see. But man, now when it comes to prediction, who do I think will win the Super Bowl? Hey. Early Super Bowl predictions can't make those. Fair enough. Now I will make division winners. So I right. go by division, division by division. Go ahead. How about that? Can I do that? Uh, I'll start in the NFC. NFC East. Right. I got now. There hasn't been a team in the last twenty years to repeat in that division. From what I've heard, but I'll choose this year to be the year. I got the Cowboys winning that division. Oh. Eagles be second place. I, I think. I think it's gonna be the Eagles. But hey, you you definitely could be right. I, it'll be it'll be interesting. I don't think it, it's not going to be as bad as, as it usually is. I can say, I can definitely think that. The commanders and Giants. Commanders, I can see them making a wild card spot, but Giants see in the number, see in the top five again next year. Yep. Now in NFC South, I got the Bucks win that one. I don't really think there's much of a debate there. The Saints maybe, but I got the Bucks and Saints duking it out for that position. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see how how healthy Jameis can come back and play. The NFC North now with Devontae Adams leaving the Packers and, and migrating out west in City. Mm-hmm. I still probably got Green Bay taking that division because they still have a more talented defense than all those other teams. Probably the best cornerback room in the league. They do have some nice front seven guys, so I still got them when that taking that division. I do too. NFC West got the Rams, Niners, Cards, and the Seahawks. Now, first things first. See in the top five Seahawks, you ain't winning nothing. <laughs> Actually, I think the Seahawks might be. I think the Seahawks might be so. See, I have some faith in Drew Lock, but not really. Fair not even in the situation. Uh, I uh, see you in the top ten. I won't say top five. See you in the top ten. Fair this enough. division, I mean, it's a three-way division: Niners, Rams, and Cardinals. Now, since the Rams won the Super Bowl, I'm just gonna have them repeat. But I wouldn't be surprised with any other outcome between those three teams because those. Because the here's what's gonna happen: the Cardinals are gonna at week nine, they're gonna be in the lead of the division. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals are definitely gonna be leading in week nine. Now, will they lead beyond week nine? That's needs to be determined because you see, Kyler Murray hooked up with his old college teammate Hollywood Brown. Yeah, no, that's, that definitely could be an underrated move this offseason. True, but hopefully he stops dropping the ball so much because man, the only reason why Lamar Jackson still called a running back is because Mr. Brown sometimes want to drop so many passes. Yeah, uh, yeah, not wrong about that. But I've always, I've been high on him since Oklahoma, so I feel like he'll turn around eventually. Yeah, I, I think he'll he'll be more comfortable playing with this college QB. Now, let's move on to the American football conference. Go ahead. Would you I'm like to start, start on the conference? No, I'm going to start on the AFC North. All right, we're saying the that's the last one. They call the, that the hood of the 
<laughs> George Pickett. No, that's man, that dude. Listen, after last year, all these teams are coming back healthy. All these teams really have a shot to say they can win the division. I think I know who you got. I low key the mathematically possible, but if we split up all four teams and put them in all four different divisions in the NFC and AFC, I can see all four of them making the playoffs. Yep. But someone's <laughs> got to make it out. Someone's gonna have to represent them. In, in, a, in a first round playoff matchup. Mm-hmm. And I have the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Scheisty, Marchese, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon. I got them at the top. I got Baltimore. Now, actually, ooh, I don't want to be switched. I don't want to be switching room because you said Baltimore, but I'm going to make it a two division right now. or Baltimore. It's going to be it's going to be a very interesting division to watch. It's going to be one of the more competitive divisions in the league. Now, do Deshaun Watson play? Ooh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's there's a lot of question marks in this division, so I'm excited. Yeah, because this is for the first time you know, since uh, I was two that Ben Big Ben is an open deck starter. Yeah, that's insane. Like exactly, my whole life, my younger, my two younger brothers, their whole life, Big Ben has been the starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but not anymore. Not anymore. So we're gonna go AFC West, another division. A lot of question marks, a lot of concern, a lot of new faces and new places. You got the classic Andy Reid, KC, Mahomes, young prodigy. Yeah. Andy Reid, the old ball coach. We got it. In Sin City, Devontae, Carr, those two made the play. Well, the, the Carr made the playoff. Dragon through probably the most tumultuous season of all time. Yeah. One of these tumultuous seasons. We got Denver. They got Rush. Dangerous. And then we got the Chargers. Joe, Jay Herbo. Another young prodigy. Another young son. Man, I can't make any man. When I talk about this is hard, this is probably the hardest one. No, this this is a very difficult division to... Because the other two divisions, I pretty much have a clear winner in my head. This is the AFC North and the AFC West and two divisions where same thing applies. We can split, we can split these teams up all around the NFL. I can see all of them coming out of the division. Yeah. However, we must pick one. And listen, Carr and Devontae are going to run a back like they did at Fresno State. Dangerous in a new position. He might finally get MVP vote in his career. He, he's never gotten one. No, he All the players, he's never gotten one. I can see Jay Herbo taking the next step with the Chargers, especially with that defense with JC, JC Jackson on the outside, Derwin James and safety, a top five, not defensive player, player in the league. No, Derwin he's, James. he's Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack knows a lot about that, but however, I learned this a long time ago. Don't pick against the best quarterback. I'm going Casey and Andy Reid to make it five or six straight years to top that division. Wow. I'm taking Mahomes, Kelsey, and Reid. Wow. And Clark and Jones, even though they lost some pieces, I don't see them falling too much apart. Last year, they had their chance to fall apart. They were struggling at the beginning of that year. No team stepped up and let them do it again. I got them going back to back. That's the boldest take I'm having today. That is a hot take. I love it, though. What we're here for. Chargers are coming second place. I got Jay Herbo taking it. Joe, Joe Shiesty took the next step. Now it's Jay Herbo's turn. Jay Herbo should have been the playoffs next year if his coach knew not to call a timeout. Yeah. Now, where should we migrate to? I, I think three of those teams make, that, make the playoffs. You think, three, you think that's going to be the three-team division? I, I do. I do. Respect, respect. I, I am at it. Now let's move out east. The AFC East. We got the Miami Dolphins. Tua. Tiger by low. Missed a second and 26. In the NFL, I don't think he's thrown a pass. Been over 26 yards. That's not good <laughs> yeah. We got Tyreek Hill down there. We got some... Got a new coat. We got Bill Belichick with his Tom Brady Jr. Or at least his Tom Brady number two. Ironically, Jimmy Garoppolo was supposed to be that. And he also wears number 10, but that's not a hero there. Mac Jones isn't as handsome as uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. We can agree on that, right? Sure. Yeah, Mac Jones is a bit of a butterface. Also, kind of bad body joke. Too. Uh-huh. But that's not a hero. No, no, no body shaming, guys. No body shaming. And then we got Josh Allen in the bill. Stephon Diggs. Matt Milano. On the defense side, Jordan Poyer. Micah Hyde. Davis White. That division. I, I didn't mention the Jets, but did we need to mention the Jets? J C C S 
Yeah, we don't need to mention them. I'm going to have to go with the Bills. I don't really see any other team knocking them off. I got the Patriots also. And see, I don't know how it's mathematically possible because I said I see three teams making every division. But I can see the Patriots as the only other team really making a playoff run. That Maybe Miami. I'll give it to Miami. I feel like Miami would be a week 18 drop off. Like they, again, week 18 missed it. Yeah. And that, this last one. I, I, I think it's easy. Now we're coming to my neck of the woods. Y'all, for those of y'all who do not know, I'm just like Robert. I'm a fan of the two-tone blue boys from Nashville, the Tennessee Titans. I'm a fan of the, the navy blue, light blue. I'm a fan of King Henry. I'm a fan of Ryan Tannehill. I'm a fan of Big Jeff in the middle. I'm Remy Johnson. Love you guys. Peace. Don't forget to join us next time on The Proud. With the boys, yeah, we swoops, yeah, we swoops. And we got them high blocks, and we'll shoot, and we'll shoot. With the Mercedes Benz in the